0: I'm your host, Ryan, and thank you so much for joining me today as we talk about the Halo Infinite campaign review. Uh, It's been six years since the launch of Halo 5, a game that, in my opinion, was good, but also terrible at the same time. The multiplayer was very fun, and it was refreshing with the mechanics, but I didn't like the art design. I thought the Spartans looked like plastic soldiers. I also didn't really care for the maps in Halo 5, but the gameplay was fun. Forge was fun. Custom games were always good but the campaign was extremely boring and terrible. And I really despise it, but hey, you don't make every game perfect and you know, it's 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 no easy task to get to a fifth game in the franchise and make it good. It's just not it's not really easy, you know? It's sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Well, in Halo 5 it didn't. So today we're going to talk about the Halo Infinite campaign. 343's next attempt at making Halo, their true franchise, you know, their own take on the IP, and let's see how they do their third time around. I will do my best to not talk about any spoilers, and, um, oh my god, I just drew a blank. Uh Where I do start, I start by saying that the, where do I start? Well, I start by saying that the multiplayer, if you wanted to know, just like the campaign, <laughs> uh, if you wanted to know the campaign, my thoughts on the campaign, just like the multiplayer, I am just backwards for words right now uh it's amazing it's incredible i think for any new fan out there and any hardcore fan i think this campaign is amazing i don't think it's the best thing ever but it's definitely an, a massively just outstanding good start to get uh back on track to making halo the juggernaut it always used to be in storytelling so now that that's out of the way <laughs> um i i really do believe it's the best we've had since the original trilogy. Uh I love ODST, I love Halo Reach, um a lot. I've replayed those games way too many times. I can't even count. And I still think this actually trumps those campaigns. So um yeah, it's it's really good. And you know what's really cool about this game though is that it's a spiritual reboot of the storytelling, the gameplay mechanics, the world building. It's it's really taking A lot from the original trilogy and more specifically halo one in terms of the campaign department and they still try to recreate the magic of halo one in my opinion which they succeed at as you know as well and then they also just try to bring something new to the table for fans to appreciate you know to to move forward with the story and then people to jump in so i just think they did a fantastic job of that and obviously we'll get into that but one of the best ways I can describe this campaign is if you played Halo combat evolved, you know, I've been there since the beginning, you know, i played it back in 2001, not when the game launched, but whenever my friends allowed me to play it, uh, whenever I met them, God, it's been so long, you know, the, the mission halo, that's the second mission in the game, right after you get off the pillar of autumn and land on the ring, that mission in particular, particular, uh, changed my life i mean when you get the warthog and you're i mean the, the the missionary look crazy when you come out of the life pod and you're looking at this massive world a ring and there's banshees flying around and you know you go ahead and save sergeant johnson and the first batch of marines and they you know echo Two, echo 419 yeah echo 419 drops off the warthog and you get in it with some marines you load up and then i think i was playing co-op so obviously we had a friend or my brother we always rotate it out depending on who died first. Um, you know, we were driving the warthog going through the forerunner structure and that's where Cortana says this cave is not made of natural formation, just really cool stuff like that. And musical beats to really hone in on the atmosphere. And then you drive out and that amazing song plays, which I wish I grabbed the title of it before I started this. And you're driving this warthog up a hill and you have the option to go to three different locations to save Marines and you can do them in any way you want. And that's how you'll finish the camp or the mission by going to those three locations, no matter what, if you go to the one on the left, middle or right, whichever one you do at the end will be the one that you finish the mission at. And 343 basically took that single mission and created a whole map around that idea of exploration. just really finding a a path to the way you want to play the game and creating the atmosphere of whether it's the endemic life or the music you know just the music really hitting it in when you're running down the you know zeta halo you know before you fight the banished or if you need to save marines which obviously this mission you know that's what you do you save marines uh, there's FOBs you can take over, which you know allow Marines to hold up positions, and they are ready for you, you know available to help you out on your journey, whether it's driving a Razorback, Warthog, mongoose, all that good stuff. So yeah, they basically took that one mission and turned it into an entire playground. And I never expected something like this to happen. You know, when I when I played. Halo Combat Evolve originally back in the day, I was on that mission, and I can tell you, I I had all of those feelings come back to me when I was playing Halo Infinite, and it almost brought a damn tear to my eye. It was pretty crazy. Like there's something that Chief does early in the game. You know, after you get on the ring, it's like literally like the first hour of gameplay, maybe hour and a half. And the music starts kicking in, and I'm like, dude, hell yeah. It involves a pelican. So whoever's listening to this, you'll probably know what I'm talking about. And then you go to the next area. You know you know you go to your next mission It's just like that whole i'll be posting it on instagram too but that whole segment was just like it really made me go like yeah 20 years and like this is where we're at like this is this i'm okay with this i'm really happy with this <laughs> so it was very very cool and you know once again like i said with the multiplayer i'm really glad that this game was delayed a year it definitely paid off in there in my opinion um I already have a hundred hours on this game. So as I said in the last title, I have seventy five hours of multiplayer and I have twenty plus hours in just the week that it's been out in campaign. So I finished it on legendary, if you're curious. And I have another like four hours uh into my other play or I think three hours in my second playthrough. And I'm just trying to collect all the skulls and you know, um, Data pads that I still need to get. So that way I can do Lasso, which is legendary all skulls on. One of the hardest things you can do in gaming, but it turns out it's a little bit easier uh, this time around. So I'm really, really hoping for that. Sorry if you hear that feedback. Um, So yeah, I think this is going to be a great episode, and I really think you guys are going to enjoy yourselves. So let's go ahead and get into it. So when you start off with the campaign, it takes place after Halo 5. And um, I'm getting feedback, so if you guys hear it, I apologize, but anyways, the game starts after Halo Five with an amazing opening cutscene, very, very short, but still is very cool like it just it's very well made, and I still don't know why they just don't make a halo show like based off the animation and the graphics they use in the cutscenes, you know, like that whole I don't know why that's not a thing. I, I don't understand it. I feel like they'd save a lot of money than doing live action. But even though the live action show looks good, if anyone's seen the trailer, um, so yeah, it takes place a few, you know months after Halo Five. Um, if you read the book Shadows of Reach, what I've, which I've posted about before, I think you're definitely in for a treat because it, it was a good um, prologue to this game, in my opinion. Um, not everything that happens in it, you know, is talked about in this game, but it definitely help bridge the gap I would say uh in storytelling um I don't really want to I don't really want to give anything away I definitely want this to be as spoiler free as I possibly can because I'd rather people enjoy it um for anyone who doesn't know I actually don't mind seeing spoilers but even I chose to like avoid spoilers this time and I gotta tell you I'm really glad I did because the few spoilers I saw were cool but actually experiencing what happens before what I saw was like way more fulfilling than just watching someone else do it so if you haven't played this campaign yet please please check it out I will like I said I'll do my best to make sure that nothing is ruined for you in this review um obviously I'll be talking about gameplay store you know the characters and whatnot but I think you guys will be um better off playing it on your own than me talking about it um so yeah the the campaign's great I think it's a, I think it's roughly like 10 hours long if you play on normal. Um, like I said, for me, I think it was like 17 hours. No, I'm sorry. I think it was 15 hours on Legendary, which in my opinion is pretty good. I've never played a Halo like right out the gate on Legendary. I usually do like heroic or normal. So I would say, oh, God, you might hear my dog Luna. She's outside my door. Um, in my opinion, it was really good. Um, You know, time-wise, you really can't go wrong. So um yeah the campaign's good. I think it's people wish it was longer. <laughs> and I think that's because of the open world aspect of this game. But as I just said, I'm already 20 plus hours in on you know like two playthroughs combined in terms of hours and I still have to finish the data pads, the UNSC data pads and the Spartan logs. I still have to do those. So I probably have maybe a few hours left of content plus all the Easter eggs. Like I said, I still got to get the skulls and do lasso. This game has a lot of content for what it launched with. Um, So I wouldn't even listen to the naysayers unless like you don't, unless you're not interested in collecting the cosmetics and everything else, then okay, maybe it's a little short, but then again, it'd probably still be just as long as any other halo campaign. If you don't do the extra stuff they gave, so whatever (laughs) that's, that's besides the point. Um, So yeah, the campaign's great um i think the story is really good so at first you know it's not i wouldn't say slow but it's definitely a solid pace but i would say like the last like five missions of the game you know the the quote-unquote missions right uh the story beats really start to pick up and i would say they really fill in the gaps for what people could have wanted um very very quick uh so i had questions and i was hoping to get answers as i kept playing through the campaign and you know we kept getting subtle answers but towards the end in my opinion you definitely get some very clear answers and i didn't expect some of it i mean there's still a lot of questions i have and i think those will be answered in the future of this game's lifespan. Uh, life span but some of the payoff i think was really really cool I think the best way I can describe it is if you guys remember star Wars, the last Jedi, um, that piece of shit film, um, imagine rise of Skywalker actually like being a good sequel to that movie and actually trying to do the best that they could at retconning, but also following the story that was told in the last Jedi and pulling it off. Right. That's, that's halo infinite in my opinion. And for some people that might be a stretch, but I think it's just the truth. And I'm, very very happy with those results right (laughs) um so yeah zeta halo is the name of the ring that you're on and you're battling for its occupation against the banished the banished are a group of ex-covenant i mean they're brutes they're grunts jackals elites all of them uh they t- they turned away from the covenant and, um technically i think in halo 2 you don't know about it but i mean the story from halo wars 2 i think tells says they're from halo 2 and they disagree with the prophets and they went they go and do their own things so they these banished basically fought everyone they they fought everyone and uh yeah now they're fighting you and they're very very uh angry and they want to um, basically eliminate the human race and take over the ring and basically take over the galaxy. It's pretty crazy. Um, they're a very, very fun faction. I loved them in halo Wars two. And what I think, uh, three, four, three did so well is they really took like what made them so unique in halo Wars two. And they translated it very, very well into halo infinite. So that was very satisfying because I love the halo Wars games. I think they're extremely underrated as RTSs. um, yeah, those games are phenomenal. Um, yeah, so you also have, so you have the banished, you do have some other enemies that I will, they're not like unpredictable. I mean, they're pretty predictable in my opinion, but still they're experienced later into the game. So I'll let you guys experience that. Uh, you got the boss battles, right? So you have the, the hand of Atriox, which is like, these high value targets, you know, for the UNSC, but they're basically banished leaders and you run into them throughout the campaign and they have their own little story beats. And they, you know, if you go to your, if you press select, they'll have their own little data entry in the database. So you can learn more about them. Uh, They're very, very fun boss fights. You know, Halos, you know, tried boss fights here and there, but I think they really did a good job in this game none of them were boring. Like they were all fun. I had a really good time. Once again, I'm talking on legendary and I still had fun. And I, I really think that's um, speaks volumes, right? I mean, they're not like the craziest boss fights you'll ever have, but they're, <laughs> they're really well done. And I think it's a great start to see like what else, what other kind of boss fights we can have in the future. Um, so yeah, the open world's great. You know, I want to talk about that again. The open world's great. Uh, You got Forerunner structures, banished bases, and towers. And the open world is, like, I can't stress this enough. It's like the second mission of Halo turned into an entire part of a ring, and that's what you're on. Um, Very cool. And, uh, yeah, I think you guys are going to really like it, and I'll get into that a little later as to why. But, yeah, like I said, the story is great. You got the boss battles. You got the story of Master Chief going through this. Uh, trying to search for answers and uh, You got the pilot, you know, so story and characters are kind of bu- combined in the same topic, but you got the weapon who is a, a um, an AI Sent to take out Cortana with you and chief, you know, that's kind of told in the trailer So it's not necessarily a spoiler. Then you got the pilot. You got Eshram. Who's the current leader? Uh, Well, he's the leader of the occupation on this part of the Zeta ring uh, Zeta halo For the banished, and he's taunting you the entire time about you know the loss of UNSC or just how like he can't save the human race on his own. Blah blah blah. Very cool character. I think he's really well done. I'm just not trying to give away too much. Once again, I think uh, a lot of the the beauty of this game is truly just experiencing the audio for yourself as you're playing and and you know in the world. Uh, The marines are great. (laughs) <laughs> the Marines are amazing. I fucking love the them. These are probably the best Marines we've ever had in halo. Um, they're very helpful. Like if they're in your warthog or if they're out there shooting, uh, enemies with you, they get the job done besides the rocket Marine. For some reason he loves shooting trees or he or she, you know, depending on who you have in your razorback or warthog, they fucking always shoot the trees instead of like waiting to take their shots. It's kind of funny. um, yeah, the Marines are great. Uh, like I said, the banished leadership is great. You know, the bosses Eshram, um, and then, you know, just like the core infantry and just the, you know, the other members of the banished, just your typical AI, you know, the grunts, the grunts in this game are the best they've ever been a hundred percent. Like their lines are fucking hilarious and sometimes taunting too. Like, it's kind of funny what they say. Um, I'll be posting probably one of those clips here soon. And then you got the Elites, the Brutes, uh, the Jackals. Jackals are funny. Um, I like them a lot. You know, I like all, I don't know. I like all, I like the Banished, you know, I, I don't like the Forerunners. They were boring, or I'm sorry, the Prometheans. They were like boring to fight. Um, the Storm, uh, a faction of the Covenant, which is the, those are the enemies you fight in Halo 4 and 5. Uh, I didn't like them at all. Um yeah, I'm, I'm way happier with what they've done here with the characters in this game. And there's a couple of the characters and one of them I could technically talk about cause she's in a trailer, but I'll let you guys experience that on your own. In my opinion, the characters are great in this game. I think one of them's annoying at first, but he really comes around and then you really start to like, like him. And then you also have to consider his situation and how defenseless he is. So you'll, uh, you you'll understand when you get there. I'm trying to be as vague as possible. Um I'm just very impressed with the characters and the writing for these characters. Um it's very like I'm still like I said 20 hours in, I still love hearing what the grunts have to say and it's it's super cool. Uh next up is like the task you can do, right? So you have forward operating bases or fobs, which is what they call them. Um you can take over fobs to unlock icons for what's around you in the area. Uh, the fobs always have enemies on them. Once you take them all out, you put the weapon in the console and then she'll take over the fob for you. Then it becomes a UNSC fob where you can call in vehicles or, you know, get more weapons. And then you can also take those weapons and put, um, give them to Marines and get a razor back with, you know, Sentinel beams that destroy everything or rocket launchers or snipers. You can do whatever you want. Uh, the level of creativity you have is whatever you want it to be. uh, Then you have high value targets, which are bosses that are around the map. So you have, you have, um, you literally have the boss battles, which I think is like six or seven. And then you actually have the high value targets, which are, these are bosses that are carrying unique versions of weapons. So that one of the best ones I'll describe to you is the arcane Sentinel beam. It's a Sentinel beam that's twice as strong and it destroys vehicles incredibly fast, but it also has to recharge at a way faster rate. And if you load a Razorback full of Marines with this weapon, um, you will literally melt everything in existence. Um, then you can get Spartan cores, which allows you to upgrade your equipment, uh, in the game. So like your grapple hook, you can upgrade, um, and some of the other equipment pieces or I'm sorry, the other equipment you will come across in the game, uh, such as like the drop wall and, um, you know, uh, the threat sensor. So, uh, you can upgrade those with the armor cores. You can get the Mjolnir armories, which, un- uh, um, excuse me, unlocks cosmetics for multiplayer, like some armor coatings, emblems, nameplates, uh, vehicle skins, weapon skins. Honestly, a lot of people are bummed out that there's no specific armor pieces that are unlocked, but honestly, like the, the stuff they give you, uh, for your unlocks is pretty fucking cool. So, you know, people, <laughs> I don't know, the, the old school Halo fan base kind of cracks me up because, like, things just aren't going to be what they used to be or people aren't maybe allowed to go as crazy as they want like they used to. But, like, what Bungie did with Halo 3, if you got all the achievements, was you got the Hayabusa armor and you got the Hayabusa katana. I think if it's... I think if you get all the achievements, like the, the launch achievements, you got the katana. And then if you complete the game on legendary, I think you got the Hayabusa armor, something like that. But, you know, people really hold on to that, man. Like they're just like, oh, I, well, I used to get armor for complete. Like, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I'd I'd like to get armor that says like, oh, damn, like he did that. But am I going to let my experience be ruined by that? No. Like. I don't know, I think people need to get off their high horse a little bit sometimes cuz sometimes it doesn't even feel like um a valid critique anymore it's just people bitching for no reason but then again that's the internet right god I hate the internet so anyways back to uh back on topic here um you can do the high value targets which have those unique weapons such as the arcane sentinel beam which I was talking about you can do the Spartan course upgrade like I said and then the Mjolnir armory Very fun to do. You got skulls in the open world to collect, and then you got propaganda towers, which are which could be like a grunt, literally talking outside of a speaker, and basically talking shit on the UNSC or Master Chief. Uh, It's actually super cool. It's not always a grunt. It could be like a brute. Uh, Then you have the Banished data logs. You have the UNSC data logs and the Spartan data logs. So there's a oh you also have Forerunner artifacts, which are like rings. Um, and that's it. Like, you know, that's what you can do plus the missions and by capturing fobs and getting the high value targets and completing the propaganda towers and taking over enemy bases. Sorry, there's also enemy bases or supply chains or, you know, resource bases or repair facilities. Like you can destroy those and take them over and then you'll get valor and that valor is basically, a unlockable battle pass looking thing. It automatically unlocks for you in tiers. Um, so at 3,000 valor points is the last item, which is the rocket hog, and you can unlock certain versions of uh, regular UNSC weapons, such as the BR75 breacher. It's a 30 round magged BR. Talked about in the multiplayer review, and it shoots faster and it does a little bit more damage, I think. So you can unlock vehicles different Marines at your fobs that have rocket launchers and snipers. And then you can also get different vehicles too. So like the warthog, razorback, scorpion and wasp and rocket hog and mongoose and gun goose. And then, uh, yeah. So you have all of that stuff to do. You can do all of those tasks. Luna, she's back again. Um, so you can complete all those tasks or just do the missions. You can actually just do the missions though. Um, they give you the grapple shot right out, right out the gate. When you start the game, and if that's all you want and you just want to run through the game on normal, you can do that. They will literally point out what your next objective is, and then you can go do that. You don't have to do any of the fobs besides, I think, one. I think one specifically you have to do. And then I think that's it. You can just do the rest of the game just the way it is. So I think it's cool that you're given that choice. And then uh, speaking of upgrades, you know the grapple shots upgrades are cool. Um, the, the, all these equipment pieces are amazing. So, the thruster, oh, oh air freshener um, excuse me <laughs> um that just snuck up on me, sorry,, uh, so you can get the grapple shot, you know you come you starts with um you start the game with that, then you can get the drop shield, threat sensor, and thruster, and then you can upgrade your shields as a whole, and I gotta tell you I'm legendary when you have all of these upgraded. It feels very, very good. It feels like you can put up a real fight against all of the odds that are against you. And people think that makes the game too easy, but in my opinion, it makes Legendary more enjoyable because you can still get taken out very easy if you're not um, cautious about your decisions. And I think that's kind of like a testament to you know being on par with a hard difficulty. I don't know, because I guess what I'm trying to say is like in old Halo games, if you're on Legendary... It's literally about playing it as safe as possible. And what I mean is hiding in a corner and taking one enemy out at once or speed running through it, which is fine, by the way. Speed is badass. I just felt like I could still play the game like it's on normal, but I'm, all, I'm actually on legendary. I'm really having a hard time describing it to you, but basically the odds feel even on legendary. I guess that's the best way I can put it with fully upgraded equipment. And then some of those high-value target weapons, like the Arcane Sentinel Beam, really feels like Chief can be that one-man army. Uh, it's super dope. Uh, next thing I want to talk to you guys about is just the sandbox. And so a lot of people were skeptical about this game being semi... I mean, it's open world. I, don't, I still don't understand why they're beating around the bush. It's an open-world Halo game that's divided in sections. So once again, if you played like Shadow of Mordor or Far Cry it's moderately like those games and i don't think there's anything wrong with it the difference between halo and those games is halo doesn't flood your map and your hud with notifications and shit but also the sandbox the sandbox makes this one of the most fun worlds to traverse you have a grapple hook that you can literally do whatever you want with like you can scale the entire the tallest mountain in the game with it like it's nothing uh, you can take a warthog as far as you want before you get cut off by the island, or you can get your valor all the way up like I did and get a wasp. Um, if you want to go to a base with a scorpion, you can do that. I think it's because of the equipment, weapons, and vehicles that this game has, as opposed to the others, it provides a lot better of an experience than those games can in my, in my opinion, obviously, I'm not saying it's true. It's just how I feel because I played both those games. I've played Far Cry's and I've played Shadow of Mordor and uh, Shadow of War. I think is that what the second one's called. And those are those are both phenomenal franchises, but Halo by creating such fun weapons and vehicles to use, and like I said, having the Marines, uh, it just feels a lot better than those games. And I feel like they did a better job. But I also think they did a good job by not getting crazy and overzealous with you know, objectives that you have and things that you can do. Like, I think there's the right amount of things to do at this current launch campaign. You know, I I do hope they add stuff later on and I'm convinced that they're going to. Um, I just think that it's not overwhelming, right? I think that's the best way to put it. It's not overwhelming. Anyone can hop in and get a good grasp of what they can do. And then they move on, you know, like that that's it. And I, I'm very happy they did it that way. And then they that they didn't go crazy. So moving on with the campaign, or I mean the games, they can really see the completion rate of what people did in their world and kind of fine tune it and build a better one. So uh really hats off to three four three on the sand you know, the whole sandbox team. Just outstanding developers. I mean, everyone on this team's great. Um super amazing. Uh, the day and night cycles. Great. Um, the equipment's great. The vehicles are cool. I, I, I love the vehicles a lot. Actually. I just think there's one minor issue. A warthog is like a few tons. I think like it weighs a few tons and the first rock I drive over shouldn't flip me over. I do think it's slightly a little too feathery in my opinion. I don't think it's bad at by any means. And I think you can go very far with it. Like I scaled mountains with the Warthog and Razorback, it's definitely possible. Um, requires a lot of work, (laughs) but it's still possible. Um, I think the brute chopper too, could be a lot better like it's guns and it's, it's handling. I don't know. I do not like the brute chopper in this game. Um, I like the way it looks and the way I like the way it sounds, but not really a massive fan of the way it feels. The Banshee feels great and powerful. The ghost is a really good vehicle as always. And the Wraith, I just realized in campaign I haven't hopped in. I just destroyed them. Whoops. But, uh, well, I was on Legendary. Getting close to a Wraith on Legendary isn't too easy. Um, Yeah, no, the Wraith is cool, too. It looks cool. Uh, I played it with it in multiplayer. It's very good in multiplayer, so I'm sure it translates very well in the campaign. And then the Wasp is a fragile but super powerful vehicle if you use it right. I love the Wasp very much. Uh, I wish the Falcon came back. I would love to load up a Falcon on that campaign with some Marines and just fulfill any Halo reach dreams I had. So yeah, uh, the vehicles are cool. Weapons are cool. Equipment is very fun to play with. Um, and I think, I think one of my favorite parts about this game is once again, the music, the atmosphere and the endemic life, you know, you can see birds flying. You can see, space rats or mice, whatever you want to call them. Um, you can hear wolves like howling, but you, I don't think you can see them. And, uh, sometimes the music kicks in at a really badass moment where the sun's setting or it's nighttime or it's, uh, you know, sunrise, you know, it's morning. Oh man, it's, it's so cool. If you're a, if you're a fan of like the music for halo, I mean, this, this game alone is going to make you smile a lot. Uh, it's it's very uh satisfying and exploring in this game is cool. You know, there's a lot of crevices, there's caverns, you know, the, the banished bases are really cool to explore. Um a lot of the forerunner structures and secret caves that you can find, like I said, the caverns, they're just they're super badass. And one of the other tasks I, I talked about it, but I didn't like specifically mention it. Uh in the beginning I said you're also saving Marines. Uh that is the last task you, you can do in this game that I didn't specifically say during the task part. And so I want to bring that up real quick is that you can save groups of Marines, right? So every Island has groups of Marines scattered. You can save the squads. And, uh, I love that very much. Um, so I just want to throw that in there real quick because I th- I believe there's one squad specifically that's like somewhere in a cavern and I'm like, damn, they're really held up in here. Like that's super badass. Uh, so that's what made me think of that. Um, but yeah, the endemic life is cool. I wish we still had those space rhinoceros that we saw at like a trailer three years ago, but it's okay. You know, maybe DLC will show us more endemic life. Uh, the atmosphere is beautiful. The nighttime for this game is really cool. I wish it was a little bit darker. I wish games wouldn't be afraid to like make it really dark outside, but I understand why they didn't. It's okay. I just wish there was an option to make it even darker um, like a real nighttime. There is a lot of lights around the map. So I don't know how dark it would actually end up being. Um, but yeah, uh, the campaign's amazing. It's a hundred percent worth it. Uh, I wish it had co-op, but you're we getting co-op in may and I cannot wait to replay this countless times in co-op cause there's so many opportunities, uh, to have fun there. And then my last, um, hope is just expansions. I want to see maybe red team, you know, um, the spirit of fire i want to see some odsts you know uh maybe plays an odst i don't know what their plan is for the future maybe the flood you know i don't know what we're gonna get but i know that the ending of this game makes me really excited for the future and that's all i'm gonna say today um thank you guys so much for listening to this that's just my that's my campaign review i think the i think the campaign's a solid nine out of ten um i i enjoyed my experience i'm still enjoying my experience. And I think the replayability with what they've given us at launch is insane. And they're going to be adding more to it. The game's supposed to be like a live service. You know, I would probably point to like Destiny, where they do add more content and areas to explore. So I'm really excited to see what they do with this ring. Um, Halo's back and better than ever. And I appreciate all of you listening to my multiplayer review and giving me feedback. Um, It's been amazing. So shout out to the guys in OCR, you know, Rocketer and then uh, Stuck and Respawn. Uh, Thank you guys so much for giving me that feedback and then a couple others of you out there. And, um, I just hope you guys have a good day and, uh, that's it. I'll see you next week. Bye.